0: Listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host
1: Faraz Sadiki and Zach Razudo.: You got Samaji Piran, one of my most underrated favorite signings here, Samaj yeah. Piran to the Broncos, um, because he was taking snaps away from Joe Mixon. He was the primary third down guy um, when Joe Mixon missed games. He was able he was able to come in and be very fantasy relevant. And now he goes to a Sean Payton led offense. Where running backs just fall into fantasy points, yeah. And the fact that he his expertise is in is a uh, is in blocking, pass blocking, and in the receiving game, like this is music to my ears because that's literally the type of back that Sean Payton loves, right? So I'm calling like P. Ryan is like, you know, like a like a Tim Hightower, you know, type of back, like yeah. like these backs who, you know, they're not. Amazing running backs, but they're going to get the job done through volume. And I think because of the creativity that Sean that Sean Payton brings, they can become a little bit more efficient than they would be on a regular old offense. Yeah. Uh, but on this offense, they can potentially do well. On top of that, you know they're really shoring up that offensive line. They're going to run the ball, and you know I think they're going to hide a lot of Russell Wilson's you know inefficiencies. And uh, it's a situation where now Javante Williams coming back from the ACL injury. There's no need to, like, you know, pound the rock with him, right? You you, you keep him as the 1A. Maybe mm-hmm. potentially Piran would be the 1B. If they don't add any other running backs in the draft, I have a feeling they still might, right? Because you can get a more talented, versatile running back than P Piran in the draft, even, yeah. even in the third round, potentially. Uh, but if he's the guy, he's going to be fantasy relevant, regardless yeah. of whether Javante Williams is on the field or not.
0: Yeah, and we don't even know. Is Javante Williams, do we know if he's going to be starting week one? Like... He might not. I. Uh, it There's, looks
1: like all, all reports are are looking like he's not going to be on the field in week one.
0: Yeah. So I think if that's the case, I think they definitely had somebody in the draft. But I think Samadji Piran is going to get the benefit of the doubt in terms of, you know, starting. I think they'll give him first crack, at least while Javante Williams isn't playing. And that could be a couple of weeks. So we'll have to see how it goes. I think this situation, you know, you talk about the Tim Hightower, you talk about Samadji Piran. It's guys whose utility just kind of buys them fantasy points. Because right. they're not supreme talents, but because they're so useful, they're going to be on the field. and They're just going to happen to have a play dialed up for them. They'll score. You know, that's what we kind of saw for some P. Ryan in Cincinnati too. The only thing is, this signing kind of—it's giving me shades of Chase Edmonds to the Dolphins last year. You know what I'm saying? Because this is a guy, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, he oh, yeah. could pass catch. You know, he's 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 high utility that kind of thing. He goes down to an offense where he figures he'll be, he'll be working in. You know, where he was old. You know, it's just. Giving yeah. me that kind of vibe. I hear you. That's just well, my hope, immediate take. But the I hope think... is
1: that, the hope is that Samaji P Ryan, you don't have to like uh, use like an eighth or ninth round pick on him because I know Chase right. Edmonds, like by the time the draft came around like in like late August like he was going like the seventh round. So yeah. hopefully that's not the case for P Ryan. Like hopefully you can get him in like the twelfth or thirteenth round, opposed mm-hmm. to like having to spend you know double digit you know round pick on him. Hopefully that's not the case. But yeah, I, hear, I hear I hear I hear exactly what you're saying though.
0: Yeah, the range, like you said, 12th to 13th round. If you could get him way back in the draft, I'm cool with it. You know, take the shot because he's a guy that might get some playing time early on and win you some games to start. But if he creeps up into that range like Chase, it just gives me shade. And I I will preface this with I took Chase Edmonds in one of my drafts because you convinced me to. (laughs) <laughs> it didn't really work out. So I, I, I'm burnt a little bit right now. So I, I'm definitely yeah. a little bit more hesitant on this. But it does overall look like it's shaping up to be a good signing. I do like the signing. I don't think it's a bad signing, but I just want to see how he's used. And obviously, it's easy to say that because we're how many months out from the season. But if they don't add anybody, I think Samadji P Ryan's a guy that you could definitely rely on early in the season moving forward.
1: We got Rashad Penny going to the Eagles. Um, I think this was one of the best signings that any team has made at the running back position because of the fact that it was the cheapest running back deal. Number one and number two, he's one of the most explosive running backs who who were who was available, right? Yeah. And obviously, the big elephant in the room is his injury status, right? And like the fact that he cannot stay on the field, um, and he's proven that his entire career. But in the stretch of games where he was healthy, boy. Was he a yeah. good running back? So behind that offensive line, on a great offense, if he can stay healthy, this is a, a you know guy that you have to take shots on in drafts because he won't be drafted that early, right? Um, I would assume the Eagles are still going to add another running back to the mix. Mm-hmm. Like Bijan can still potentially be there. Um, there's a couple guys that they could potentially add and you know play over Rashad Penny. Uh, mm-hmm. but if Rashad Penny is you know if he's pl- if he's healthy during training camp. Whatever running back is going up against them in the competition, they're going to have their hands full because yeah. the dude is a good running back, you know. Yeah. So uh, it's going to be interesting, interesting situation to watch. But you know, somebody that you should definitely keep your, keep your eyes on because uh, he has been one of the most efficient backs when he's healthy in the NFL. Um, so just keep that in mind. He's on the Eagles now, so we have to mm-hmm. pay attention
0: behind that offensive line. If he's the feature back, now I'll make a bold claim. And this is my bold prediction, I guess. If the Eagles don't add anybody higher profile than Rashad Penny and he can stay healthy, this is top 10 running back easily. Yeah. Maybe even top eight because you talk about his efficiency. Like, he was breaking off long runs over and over and over. And it's easy to forget him in Seattle because he was injured all the time. And then Kenneth Walker came in, and he was doing the same thing. You know, so kind of shades of Rashad Penny. But they got him really cheap. He's going to a good offense. I'm not worried about Kenneth Gamewell, even though I was taking the over on his rushing attempt props in the Super Bowl. Won that one. But I'm just saying, Rashad Penny has a really good shot to be really good in Philly. It's a high upside sign. There's no risk, like you said. I I think that if he stays healthy, like, boy, could you imagine Jalen Hurts and Rashad Penny coming out of that backfield? And it helps a ton, too, that Miles Sanders isn't there. Was Miles Sanders traded? I think he was traded after Rashad Penny signed, right? I'm. I mean, exactly mean, was sure. he signed?
1: What was he so, signed after? So
0: afterwards. So, yeah, was he signed after or before Miles Sanders was traded? Not traded. Signed. He was elsewhere. signed.
1: He, well, he was. Well, he wasn't. Miles Sanders wasn't traded. No, well, no, no. no just, I said he was signed. A free agent. Yeah. So, so yes, Ra- Rashad Penny was. signed. They were both free agents at the time, but Rashad Penny ended up signing with the Eagles first before Miles Sanders signed, uh, his contract. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I was gonna say because like. I was thinking Miles Sanders, I don't know, I was thinking Miles Sanders was still on the team, when Rashad Penny's still. Oh, I see. So, yeah, I was, like, gotcha. considering gotcha. that, but without him in the picture, like, Rashad Penny's the guy. So, I think that we're looking at a really good value. I wouldn't be surprised if he pushed into that RB dead zone. You know, it's, like, not Well, he, I afterwards. think he
1: definitely will be cheap. I don't think he's going to be in the, red's, in the dead zone, dude. I think it's going to be cheaper than that. And the reason for that is I see no scenario where the Eagles don't draft a running back, like, day uh, in by round three i don't see it and if they don't that would be amazing because i don't see i I can't imagine them going into the season and thinking that rashad penny is going to stay healthy they have to go with the assumption that he won't and if he does it's just cherry on top bonus situation type of thing but Mm -hmm. they have to go into the season with another running back they have you think so i think think, they would yeah go ahead sorry i i do think that they're going to go into the season with rashad penny and another running back um, outside of Kenny Gainwell and and um Boston Scott. Boston Scott,
0: do you think they would draft Bijan as high as ten? No, I don't, I
1: don't, I think, don't so. think they would. And I don't see it.
0: Yeah, I I don't think Bijan is going to drop to them in the second round. I think Bijan is a first no. round pick. So yes, yeah, who would they be adding? Like, I guess Jam- would Jameer Gibbs fit there? Because Rashad <laughs> Penny doesn't have. I don't know. Jobs.
1: I, don't, I mean, he he he's a very um. He is a very yeah. Rashad Payne doesn't have receiving chops. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I I can see that. I can see that being a, being a good fit. Yeah. I think it could be because Kenny game well, too.
0: You know. He's he just Jamaican is
1: just a weapon, dude. You know. Like, yeah. I can see that. I don't see the Cowboys drafting him, but I do. I can see the Eagles doing it.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would be scary. All but, right. You know, it's cool. We're
1: gonna be dealing with the Eagles that, for that, a little that'd, while. That would be nice, man. <laughs> all right. Well, a couple other smaller signings: James Robinson to the Patriots. Do you think this affects, um, our boy Ramondre Stevenson at all? Do you think he takes like a Damian Harris type of role and kind of shares the load a little bit on early downs with Ramondre?
0: I I, I think he could be – Nah, I, I think he's the change of pace back where Ramondre is the main back. So I, I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I think we're going to see more of what we saw last season from Ramondre. Um, Damian yeah. Harris – is he free agent? I, th- I think he, he is. is. Yeah, so I, I don't think it's going to be bad news for Ramondre. It's, it's not going to be – it's not getting better, but it's not getting worse. I think we're just going to have the same old situation yeah. with Ramondre.
1: I hear you. I hear you. Okay. Uh, Alexander Madison staying with the Vikings. He, he re-signed with them uh, on a three and a half million dollar per year deal and a two-year deal. And Dalvin Cook, there's a lot of rumors around him, you know, potentially yeah. being traded. And if that happens, you know, Madison, you know, steps into the RB1 role for now, I would assume the Vikings would want to add another young running back in the draft to take some of that load away from Madison. I don't think they want him to be the every down guy, but I mm-hmm. think they do He's talented. And that he could provide some sort of role, but it depends who they draft. If they do end up getting end up end up getting rid of Dalvin Cook, um, so that's an interesting one. Obviously, you know in the past when Dalvin Cook has missed time, now Alexander Madison has been an RB one, just like set it and forget it. Uh, yep. But with Cook off the, if if Cook is traded before the draft, I don't see any situation where the Vikings don't grab a running back in the draft because they really don't have anybody behind Madison. Um mm-hmm. so whoever they draft can either be placed ahead of Madison or right behind them.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I'm thinking too. I think, you know, and this here, I'm gonna do another bold prediction. We're doing bold predictions all over the place today. I think <laughs> Dalvin Cook's gonna get traded on draft day. Yeah, you know, I, I think that Ooh. would be the type of move that would go down to yeah. move him. I, I don't think anybody's yeah. thinking about picking him up right now. But I think as we right. get closer to the draft and pieces start falling into place, a team that needs a running back could be like, oh, let's just go get him. Because maybe they could get him for a second round pick maybe, and like a, a compensatory pick, or another just quieter named player. But I could see Dalvin Cook being moved, and that would make Alexander Madison definitely relevant. If if Dalvin Cook is moved, then that would mean the Vikings are going to take somebody else. But I think Alexander Madison would be the one A over anybody besides B. E. John Robinson or Jameer Gibbs. And that would require the Vikings moving a lot of capital to get a running back that high. So I think that if Dalvin Cook has moved, which I think is a good chance maybe that he could be moved, definitely on draft day, Alexander Madison should be shaping up to be a pretty solid running back, um, maybe top 15, 16 next season.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I like Madison. His efficiency w- w- went down a little bit last year, and I, I like him as a talent, but I just don't know that – like, I don't know that Bijan or Jameer Gibbs would be the only guys to give him trouble uh, as the 1A. I think there could be other backs in this class. And I'm not done, you know, scouting all these running backs just yet. So I, I don't want to give a definitive answer right now in terms of like who those top five guys are. Right. We know who the top two are. Um, but other than that, like it's it's gonna be close, I think, in the Minnesota's backfield. But if he's the guy, if he's the one A, I agree. He can easily be, you know, that's a top 15 running back. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's let's go through these other signings a little quick. Dolphins re signed their whole backfield. Mostert Jeff Wilson, Miles Gasson, <laughs> yeah. all back. Um, I, I I still wouldn't be surprised if the Dolphins add another running back to kind of, you know, fill in, Diversify. you know, and be the one yeah. A o- among all these guys. I can see it because they want to be the best offense, right? They want to be the best team, so they want to be explosive. So I can see them, you know, doing something like that. Um, let's see what else we got. Baker Mayfield, he signed with the Bucks. Uh, good luck, Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. My thoughts and prayers are with you guys. <laughs> Uh, this is a tough situation for those two, man. Um, you know, with him as their quarterback, you know, they're both very good wide receivers, but I don't know that, you know, Baker Mayfield is going to be able to keep them afloat as uh, solid fantasy contributors.
0: No, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Imagine going like, ugh, I'm happy I'm not a Bucs fan, going from Tom Brady to Baker Mayfield. Like, <laughs> the anti Tom Brady. Tom Brady was throwing like 50 or 60 times a game last season and now you're going to baker mayfield who you don't want to throw in 30 times a game no. like this is crazy so there's also rumors coming around that the bucks might be interested in zeke boy that would be an offense if you baker mayfield a quarterback and then zeke at running back with the two receivers there mike evans was supposedly mentioned in some trade rumors too i heard about him maybe moving um yeah that would be good for him if i'm him i'm buying into that get me out of here you know what i'm saying
1: <laughs> I hear that, man. I hear that. So Taylor Heineke, he's moving to the Falcons. Um, you know, on a on a decent deal, uh, he'll give Desmond Ritter some competition. I don't. I wouldn't be surprised if Heineke is the Week One starter. Uh, you know, despite them drafting Ritter relatively early, um, Ritter didn't look amazing last year. He had like one good game. If Heineke Heineke will likely be in competition with Ritter, and he'll he might be able to beat him and be their number one, yeah, quarterback. And if that's the case, you got to love that for Kyle Pitts. You got to love that for Drake London because I have way more confidence that Heineken can get the ball to those guys than I do in Desmond Ritter. So that is kind of what I'm rooting for.
0: Yeah. Now, I'm definitely down with the idea of Taylor Heineken starting down there. He was actually making Washington receivers relevant. Now, if my memory serves me correctly, Terry McLaurin was relevant with Taylor Heineken and everybody else was relevant when it was Carson Wentz, a quarterback, right? So Jahan Dawson was... Yeah, so that's kind of how the splits went. So if Taylor Heineke goes down there, that bodes well for the wide receiver one, which means, yeah, uh, not Garrett Wilson, Drake London. Sorry, I I was getting confused by wide receiver. But yeah, Drake London, that's good news for him. Um, I'm not tuning in too much to Kyle Pitts until I see him actually do something and get used the way that he should. So I'm not really projecting him right now. I think he's going to be pretty much the same regardless of which quarterback is starting. But I like Drake London a lot more. With Taylor Heineke than Desmond Ritter our quarterback, unless Desmond Ritter absolutely tears it up this offseason, you know, and shows some real progress. Um, they didn't draft him that high because I think the first, yeah, the only quarterback taken in the first round last year was Kenny Pickett. I think Desmond Ritter was a fourth round pick, right? Was he? I, I think, think he was, it was fourth a fourth round, round pick. pick. He he might have oh, been a third maybe. round pick, but I think Matt Corral was third. I know.
1: Yeah, third, third. round. Yeah, Desmond think, Ritter was third round. Okay, yeah. And so was it, 70, wasn't, it, he was he was 74 overall, so like mid third round there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Maybe they're tied a little bit more tied to it. That's him not, that's not too high. But,
1: no. That's not too high. That's not a. That's not a pick where you're just like, oh, we got to get this guy and keep him on the field. No. No. Right. I, there's no. I don't think a third round quarterback is someone that you need to stick to. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I. I could
0: definitely see Taylor Heineke starting over.
1: Now we mentioned Miles Sanders going to Carolina. Um, he's going to play be playing with a new quarterback, Andy Dalton. Okay. Now for now. Andy Dalton is the Q- 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 QB one Carolina is going to draft a quarterback, obviously probably CJ Stroud. And the question mm-hmm. is, you know, who will start week one? I don't know. Uh, you know, if CJ Stroud doesn't show that he is, you know, he needs a little bit of development, a little bit of, you know, wait and time. And like, I think teams prefer at this point to kind of let their quarterback sit a little bit, um, especially when you have a veteran like Andy Dalton, who was, Honestly one of the best most accurate quarterbacks last year uh, among all quarterbacks. So, I think this is a situation where they could let CJ Stroud assuming that it's him sit yeah. um, at this point. Uh just maybe for a couple of weeks. Let's say Andy Dalton struggles for the first couple of games and I think they can bring him in. That might it might end up happening that way. But regardless like who knows what's going to happen and re- and also at this point Carolina has no receivers. So like no. there's nobody that you're like, "Oh, I wish he had a quarterback." It's like regardless like who are you drafting anyway? <laughs>
0: yeah so their wide receiver room right now let's just do some quick math it's lavisca chennault right yep shy smith yep. and Terrace marshall that's right ew <laughs> <laughs>
1: they have a tight end i got so many to, i got so many, many dms like i got so many dms like hey like Terrace marshall season and i'm like mm, no maybe i don't think so May- maybe but no <laughs> yeah with I andy so. dalton i don't
0: think he's a chump but I just, I just don't see a situation where if they take C.J. Stroud, that C.J. Stroud gets beat out, not even beat out, where he doesn't impress enough to be starting week one. And that's just me. Like I said, I'm a C.J. Stroud guy. I have him. He's my QB one in this draft class. I think overall he's going to be the best one. He's going to have the best career of any of the guys in this draft class. But I just don't see Andy Dalton. Being that guy enough to take that time away yes it makes sense it seems like teams are trending towards having their quarterbacks that they draft sit a little bit we saw that Patrick Mahomes look how he turned out he sat a whole year but that was a different circumstance I think they're looking to get into this era quickly they traded up to the number one to take a quarterback that they want I don't think they're gonna let that sit on the bench that's just gonna anger the fan base too imagine being a season ticket holder thinking I'm gonna get to see the quarterback that we moved all the way up for mortgaged our future in week one and then they try andy dalton out there i, I just don't
1: <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, I get it man i get it i i yeah that part i understand i totally do um all right and then just a couple more notes jacoby Brissett, he's in washington now uh he joins sam howell there's going to be a competition there between those two guys i can see Brissett starting there uh, i'm a fan of sam howell like i think that he could potentially you know i think his game um would be amazing for these wide receivers because he's a gunslinger so yeah. like you know if he could start you know, I think this could be a good thing for all the receivers in the weapons in Washington. So I'm kind of rooting for him a little bit to win that job uh, after a down year at North Carolina, where the year before he put up some major numbers, and then yeah. and then his last year in North Carolina, like he didn't have any weapons. It was a different offense. You know, he had to run way more. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I like I like Sam Howell. Like he, he's a little bit of a dark horse for me for fantasy also next season because yeah. I think he's a little bit of a sneaky rusher too. Um, I,
0: I like Sam Howell, too, for fantasy. I mean, you talk about – he has plenty of weapons, too. I mean, Terry McLaurin, Jahan Dotson. I mean, Logan Thomas, I think he's
1: what if if Eric Biennemi, you know, can can bring that Andy Reid offense over and actually Mm -hmm. do some things? Like, no guarantees, obviously, because we've seen the situation – you know, go to shit this type of situation go to shit before. But yeah. this would be interesting. Interesting situation to watch in Washington. The steam you is know? still
0: coming off him from the heat that he had in that offense over in Kansas City. So <laughs> I think he can carry some of that to Washington. I wouldn't be surprised maybe if we even see him get promoted like a head coach, especially if Washington disappoints next season, which I really don't wa- expect. I
1: could totally well listen, uh, you know, it's a situation where I think he knew what he was doing. And like, you know, Ron Rivera is on thin ice. He was on thin ice this past year. So oh, yeah. if, if there comes down to certain situations where Ron Rivera makes the wrong call, I can see Rivera getting fired midseason.
0: What coach is not on thin ice when they don't know that they're eligible to be booted from the playoff picture. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I just remember that thinking like, how is he not gone yet? And Ron Rivera's a great guy, you know, but that was just pretty rough. And I think that I hear that they're, pro- they're on their last leg with Rivera. They have the enemy now. It's not like they had to go far and wide searching for somebody to bring up behind him. Now, now they have leverage where it's like, all right, one wrong move, and we have our guy. And I wouldn't be surprised if the enemy kind of takes over that whole offense on his own.
1: The Bengals signed Orlando Brown. This is the last time we wanted to talk about. Left tackle, new left tackle for Joe Burrow. This is great news for them. They got him on, They got Orlando Brown on the cheap. He just wants to join another contender, and he did just that. So great offensive line upgrade for the Bengals. Uh, great news for whoever their running back is going to be. Right. Uh, you know who it's going to be. It's going to be Bijan. You know that, right? um and uh <laughs> and uh yeah so this is great news for him great news for the weapons great news for the entire offense to be honest um and that's yeah. it that's all we had in this episode appreciate you guys thanks for listening uh we'll be back early next week uh to talk about you know some more signings and a, we got we got a bunch of stuff to get to we got the draft coming up we have so much to talk about any news that happens between now and early next week we'll get to it and until then we'll see you guys soon take it easy bye
0: 2400 sports is an Odyssey company.